promotion is worth so much more than the money. Content is still king. Social media is completely your brand. The social media is acting as a catch net. Welcome back to the Music Marketing Podcast. Uh, I'm joined with Alex for once again. Hey, hey. How's it going? I'm hot. Yeah, it's actually the hottest day ever in the UK right now. It's actually unbearable here. It is painful. And we decided to do a podcast, obviously. I know. I get DMs all the time from people in like America and other places and they say like in Britain like how can we not handle the heat and what they don't realize is AC is not normal in the UK I think we're like the only country where it's not a normal thing to have indoor AC yeah so also we can't even have a fan on right now because we're recording a podcast and I am dying I'm actually (laughs) melting (laughs) oh god yeah, so today's podcast, we wanted to talk about something which I think is a really hot topic in the industry, but also in kind of social media world as a whole, mm-hmm. is the idea of sort of raw content versus really polished content and what works best um, and in kind of what formats and on what platforms and why. Um, mm-hmm. And I think our understanding of this and sort of our views have massively changed over even the past couple of months um, as to which content works best. Yeah. Um, do you agree with that? Um, absolutely, yeah. Uh, it used to be kind of raw content, and I think it's gone even a step further in that it's going to be content where it has to be incredibly fast-paced, raw, and almost like you don't even care less than you did three months ago. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah, yeah. I feel like raw content has always done better mm-hmm. because it feels so much more personal. People can engage with it more. Um, it just it's so easy to to not skip it because it just fits in with what's on your feed with your friends and stuff as well yeah however I think it's become a lot clearer because of lockdown because there's been not many opportunities for people to create that polished content but I also think because of the impact that TikTok has had yeah yeah, I completely agree and um, where taking it back to the very very start of music content where it's I feel like it's come from is music videos and television and things like that. So if you went back to like 80s and 90s and you think about what kind of content people consumed, it was on TV and you would be watching a set TV show which had a pretty significant budget to make it entertaining, to make it something pleasing to watch and pleasing to watch for people who even weren't even that interested because you only had somewhere between five to a hundred channels depending on your TV subscription. And then you've got all this high production stuff and then you go onto the music channels and then your music needs to be able to fit in with that high production therefore you are creating something amazing where people can watch it and they see it on television and they're they're gripped they're not going to change the channel like you would change an instagram story so i feel like it's come from there and then everyone else changed so if you watch a a fitness video from the 1990s which is kind of the rented a studio they've got like five cameras different angles good audio and then you watch a fitness youtuber which is the same content if not probably better information but now it's completely 
uh, raw content which people want to see and people are much happier to watch that so i feel like the music industry didn't change with that and they took their polished content and just tried to shoehorn it into social media and expect it to work just as well yeah you'd also think that like as marketers we would have learned from the radio to tv days so mm. when radio ads were so popular um obviously they, they had a very simple format where you just had to the audio had to sell something and then yeah. when tv was bought in they didn't adapt they didn't realize that they could use the visuals to also sell um mm -hmm. so tv ads what used to be so poor and to be honest yeah. i think a lot of tv ads still are but if you look at social media a lot of people produced ads as like tv adverts and it's strange that we we can't see that social media is a completely different platform just because social media ads and has the word ad in it doesn't mm -hmm. mean it's a tv ad yeah. um and i think think there might be some confusion with that i think people see social media advertising as basic 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 advertising and the word advertising people always see as like newspaper ads and tv ads which are just salesy and i think that's something that just needs to be stepped st people need to step away from um, and it's definitely happening i'm seeing so much so many more ads especially on instagram stories which are so much more raw um, mm. and i think with tiktok now bringing in ads for for more people to get involved with we'll, we'll see it more and more mm. and what do you think about music videos as well so if you think about it going back to okay let's say start of youtube 2008 2009 I think I would sit and watch YouTube um, music videos on YouTube. And then yeah. the first raw one I can ever think of was OK Go. Yeah. Or was it called yeah. There She Goes Again or Goes Again or something like that? Um, I can't remember. The one on the running machine? The one on the treadmills, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that was the first one where it really blew up because it was raw, because they did it yeah. themselves and it stood out. And then it seemed like from then on, which I don't know what date that was, but my guess would be something somewhere around like 2007, that video. Mm. And from then on, it sort of progressed. But you do see, you know, Justin Bieber's yummy, huge high production stuff. Like, what do you think these mm. days about high production YouTube videos, uh, music videos? Is there still a place for it? Well, they, they definitely see a return because they continue continuously do them. So mm. they see the return on the views and obviously brand placement within videos. Do you think they get the but views not, if it was raw? But yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm unsure whether it would do better than like a really raw piece of content. Like, would people prefer it if Justin Bieber did a vlog style thing? <coughs> I'm unsure. Um, mm. I think so, purely because... With some of these larger artists, there definitely feels like there's some sort of barrier up where they can't engage with them. And people yeah. want it more and more and more. So you're looking at... Um, oh, who's the artist on TikTok at the moment who is just engaging with her audience massively? Um, I tweeted about her. She did the campaign where she said, if I get this track to number one, if you stream it enough, I will show my boobs to you all. Do you remember oh, this? Oh, it, uh, it was Doja Cat. Yes, Doja Cat yeah. is such a perfect example of an artist that is so raw and everything she does is raw and she yeah. just doesn't care. And I think that kind of artist is the new generation, basically. Um, and I, I think that's the, the only way to sort of see it going forward because uh, these high production music videos, who has the time to sit and watch a four-minute, basically, 
short film in a way um when people don't have that attention span if they're going to do that they would rather go on netflix and watch a series which has some sort of narrative um and music videos often don't it's just an artist performing yeah i'd love to see an artist a big artist just be bold and just strip Mm. it back and make it work i think they absolutely could make it work and um same i think lil nas x as well is very raw in that content side i haven't seen a raw music Mm. video from him but in terms of social no. media content, it is just like following a mate. Yeah, yeah. And I also think on his Twitter, he does that amazingly. Um, mm-hmm. Always just like tweeting memes. Um, he's started playing around with that voice note feature on on Twitter as well. Um, so yeah, I think it's great for it. But I think the the main thing I've seen recently is raw content is massively winning purely because of the um, sort of consumption habits that TikTok's brought along. Mm-hmm. Um People only want short-form content. They want the joke or the the engaging part to hit within the first two to three seconds. The content's filmed on a phone. It's vertical. All stuff like that. It's it's it can't be done professionally. It just doesn't work. And even when you do see professional content on the feed, you immediately flick past it. And that's why a lot of the ads I've seen from the music industry on TikTok so far, I don't know how they're getting any sort of engagement, or if even if they are, maybe they're just playing mm. around with them. I think it's but just they're size just of ab- brand. They're adverts. Yeah. Yeah, if true. You, if you've got big enough brand, people are going to swipe up to see what the latest track is if they're already fans. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that, um, because obviously a lot of artists, if you do look at their feed at the moment, it is a mix between raw and professional. Do you mm-hmm. think it's going to get to a point where there's there's no professional content whatsoever? I think professional content has a place. Because mm-hmm. I really did enjoy Lewis Capaldi's music video of ah the very emotional one what was his huge song called my mind's gone blank no it was oh my god the biggest song of 2019 i forgot what it's called but the one with um peter capaldi in it yeah so basically i still thought that was special so you've watched this artist come across and kind of you've watched his story develop and then he creates Mm. a piece of art for you. Mm -hmm. There is still, there is still a balance and a place for professional content. I'd say. But that again had a narrative. So so people could actually engage with something. The ones which are just like dance routines and stuff. I'm unsure how, how much longer they can last. Um, Just because they're not unique enough. It either needs to have a narrative or it needs to be something really, out there like obviously Childish Gambino his music video a couple of years ago blew up because of like the meaning behind it Um, I I think that's the only time where professional content can really sort of shine through but we've seen it massively with ads haven't we in the past Mm -hmm. couple of months we've been playing around with ads a lot um, comparing sort of professional looking content to raw looking content stories to feed Facebook to Instagram and it's clearly the at the moment the raw content is winning by Mm -hmm. far Um, yeah and do you think that's because people see it in the feed and don't immediately see that it's an ad? Or do you think it's just more engaging? I, yes, I think both. So I think if you think about your friends just posting a load of crap up, uh, sharing a load of memes, and then suddenly something comes up that is polished, you're going to think it's that wants something from me. We're, we're now conditioned yeah. to be able to recognize ads and recognize a hidden motive. But now if you post something that is raw and fits in with your usual content. I am seeing really good ads at the moment on social media for like neon lights. And it is just like a guy filming 
his new neon light and that is it and it's on his wall and he's saying i got it from here and i don't realize it's an ad i genuinely every time it fools me because i think that it's one of my friends that have got a new neon light the way it's filmed and yeah and it got my attention and if i was looking for a neon light yes i think that would I yeah. think that would make me make a purchase. So I think mm-hmm. having it fitting in with the content that everyone is seeing on their feed is a big thing. Mm. I think the main reason artists don't enjoy or feel confident enough to put out raw content is because they feel it's not professional. But yeah. I think that's a I think that's something that's died years and years and years. Still a ago. hangover, isn't uh, it? Yeah, artists don't really need to be professional. And I don't know where that's come from in any way. Um, if someone looks at your Instagram and sees tons of raw content, but an insane amount of engagement, they're not going to say, that artist is not very professional, I'm not going to sign them, or I'm not going to even listen to their music. It's mm-hmm. the other way around. If you have tons of professional content and no one is even engaging with it, that's where you're stuck. No one's ever ever going to engage, really. Mm-hmm. And I think that whole idea of professional content equals being professional just needs to end because it's so not true and I, and I think it's going to really impact a lot of artists um growth but also sort of mentality because they, they're too embarrassed in a way to put out raw content because they think that implies that they failed mm. there's a pattern at the moment in the i'm seeing it with artists who are really big at the moment and i'm loving this and it's they preview their track to the audience on like an instagram live or on their stories and yeah Previously, when we've worked in the music industry, I've worked in the music industry like seven or eight years, if we get sent a private SoundCloud link, there's a little note saying, please keep this to yourself for your ears only, make sure it doesn't leak, etc. And and then suddenly there's a teaser and it's like a 10 second teaser, there's something's coming and then it's like announced on this date, here's the release date and then it's out. And then I was thought, why don't we just follow the the fitness industry and just like put out content and then what i'm seeing now is something completely different and completely unique to the music industry where they are actually using their audience's market research so they will go onto instagram live and say guys i've just written this song let me know what you think genuinely do you like it i'm not sure on it and then the audience feels part of it they feel like they've been part of the actual process of this song they get Mm. instant feedback on the track if people are like oh my god release this i love it they can go back and see the comments and then they release it with no announcement or anything just another track's up done it made it in my bedroom and then it it blows up because you've already got that momentum from the audience that feels part of it i love that i love the fact that uh, artists are now recognizing that they can just put out music as part of their content strategy rather than a release strategy yeah, I was going to say that. I think people um, treat um, music too much as the product. As an artist, you should use your music as the marketing tool. Obviously, it is the end product that they want to listen to, but it helps you grow every single release. So what's the point in doing them every six months or so when you could release as often as you possibly can? Yeah. And I think the idea of being really raw with it is so cool as well because if you're giving content to your audience – it's not putting too much pressure on each release because at the moment what an artist will do is announce it on their socials, they'll tease it and then they'll drop it and then literally 24 hours later we'll freak that it hasn't got more than a thousand streams. Mm-hmm. But if you're releasing a lot, sort of experimenting with what your audience like and all stuff like that, then each release is just going to act as a marketing tool and grow that audience a little bit further. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And there are, should we talk about how artists can be raw and make it work? like 
sort of practically speaking because there are things that I see artists doing to be able to find content to do, especially when it's difficult to create content in lockdown. Mm. One of the things I feel is underutilized right now on Instagram is the polls and the Q and A's. So I see a lot of artists putting up a question and then they either just do a Q and A and that gives you like five engaging or well, it could give you 20 engaging stories to go with. You can answer mm. them by talking to camera. You can take a photo of something and then put a caption. There are just so many different ways to engage an audience. And that is still raw content because you're just talking yeah. to camera, no makeup on, whatever. Just you are who you are. And I think I think that kind of nails it in a sense being uh, who you are who you are because mm. that is what people engage with and invest in. Yeah, I think that kind of content is just so authentic, but it's also something that people can relate to. Like, um, the whole professional look doesn't work because it's something that you can't relate to. Mm -hmm. But if an artist is just taking pictures of how they create the track, them in the studio, that people want to see that behind the scenes because it's actually what you're doing, even if that studio is literally your bedroom. Mm -hmm. It's something that's so real. And people are nosy as well, I think. I think artists worry that no one cares about kind of what they're having for breakfast or what they do to warm up their vocals, all stuff like that. But if you're not doing that every day, of course you care. Like, think about your favourite influencer. I look through some of these influencers put like 20 stories live a day and I watch every single one. I want to see them take their dog for a walk. I want to see them pick up their Starbucks because it's not your life and everyone likes to see something that isn't really their life. Um... And for an artist, that doesn't mean doing the whole influencer thing where you're taking a picture of your coffee cup. It can mm-hmm. be taking snort, short snippets of every single bit of the creation of a track. So Nina Nesbitt on, on TikTok the other day, she did um, a minute-long video of how she did the PG Tips track that she did. Mm-hmm. And it was so engaging. For one, I didn't even know she'd done that track. Um, so I never would have even heard it. And two, I was like, wait, how do you write a track for an advert? Like, what's... Did you get given the brief? Did you just get complete freedom? And she takes you through that. Um, And I went and listened to the track straight after because it's just something different and and I care. I couldn't do that myself, so I want to know how they do it. And that's, as an artist, you've got to realise your audience don't do this every day. They want to hear how you do it. And raw content's the best for that. Yeah, and that's just made me realise that raw content gives you quantity as well. So you want to stay on people's minds all of the time. If you are constantly... If people are seeing your content every single day, they get closer and closer to you. A rapport builds. Even if your content was worse one day than it was the last, that rapport is still building on every touch point when they are consuming your content. And you can't help that. So when you do have raw content, obviously you're going to be able to create more of it. Mm -hmm. Therefore, there are more touch points. Yeah, you also don't need to rely on anyone else. You have your phone. Whereas professional content, you often need a photographer, a videographer, someone to edit things. Um, Just completely do it on your own and think about every single day, an Instagram story. You can post as many as you possibly wanted to, as long as they're engaging and they show something different. Uh, Whereas professional content, you're relying on others and there's that time you have to wait for it to be created. Raw content Mm -hmm. is instant. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I think we've made it pretty clear that we are a big fan of raw content. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a good place to end it, though. Good place, yeah. Cool. Well, if you enjoyed it, make sure to leave us a review um, and hit the like button if you're watching this on YouTube, and we'll see you on the next one.